Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Sirius XM Channel 80. Guys, we have our KJM mock draft at 9 a.m. We're making four picks every day. Picks 9 through 12 will be made at 9 a.m. Eastern, which includes, of course, the New York Jets at 10. Don't miss who we take there. Meantime, Key J, like I, yo, one thing I was pretty sure of was KD was going to have a big night last night, and that did not happen. Second game in a row with the chips on the line, you know, surprising. Here he is at the at the post game press conference. They playing two or three guys on me sometimes. When I'm off the ball. They, you know, mucking up actions when I run off stuff. Is I see Horford leaving his man to come over to hit me sometimes. They just playing. Two or three guys hit me wherever I go, you know, and that's just the nature of the beast in the playoffs. And um, I feel like I got a couple good shots there in, in the fourth that just ain't go down. But yeah, I see I see a few of their guys around me every time I get the ball, or you know, when I'm setting up. And so I got to be uh, be more patient, but also play fast sometimes too. And off the ball, just be able to move a little faster, screen a little harder for my guys to get free. Um, but yeah, just watch film and get better. Well, he knows he knows exactly what he needs to do, and I think when you look at what he how he describing the way that they played him, that tells me off the rip, right off the top, he's going in. He's got two days till Saturday when they play again. He's at home in Brooklyn, not in Boston. He'll study it up. He understands now when you've got two games of what they are doing to you. And you can now know that, and you can make those adjustments. Most prolific score in NBA history. Uh, in game three, Jay, I'm not counting him out on a bounce back. And I know I yeah. said that after game one, and it seems like, oh, well, you know, it, it didn't work out the way it's supposed to. You know, they lost in the end in game one, and in game two, they kind of just fell apart. Him and Kyrie didn't score the way that they needed to or do the things that they needed to do. It was ridiculous, yes, to all of us. But yet and still, in game three at home, I'm betting my money that Kevin Durant has a bounce back. Whether they win or lose, you won't see what you've seen in game one and two. Yeah, I, I would probably bet on that too, Key. But I, I would ask you, when you when you watch these two teams play, who is who is the better team? Right now, it's Boston. It's Boston. I, I just say, I, I know what the ceiling is for Katie and Kyrie. But when I'm looking at a total of five players and the way they execute and how disciplined they are, and so much of playoff basketball is due to strategy, Max. Like, the strategy, it's one thing to have the strategy. It's another thing to execute the strategy. And these dudes, are they're bought into that. And I, I just see the cumulative effect. Does KD and Kyrie probably get a game or two? Yeah, but I think Boston's going to win the series. Boston. A game or two, so you don't think that you don't think that they could take this thing and run it to six or seven? I, well, I mean, a game or two would take it to six. 
Uh, well, yeah, game. Yeah, it would take it to six. Two so games would take Boston it to six. Boston yeah, is but, like there's no, there's no, there's nothing written. It's not like, hey, this was this was destined to happen for these Celtics. Nope, you could take the same roster. They do not have to be achieving this result. These results. Udoka's done a great job coaching this team. Steve Nash, on the other hand, uh, Jay, like when I've seen the Nets this year, it looks like. All right, guys, you know, go try and score, KD and Kyrie. And nothing KD is saying is – it's been a coaching mismatch so far. Nothing KD is saying is wrong. You know, they're they're murking actions. You know, they're mucking stuff up, right? They're throwing bodies at him, the whole thing. People are leaving. Horford left his mantle. Okay, that's fine. But – but that's nothing that didn't happen to all the all-time greats in the upper echelon. And on, on, in playoff series, he's got to figure it out. And, and Jay, in this case, he's got Kyrie see, freaking Irving with him. That's not, not, but that's not, not on KD. On no, that's not on Steve Nash, though. If you know that you're being doubled and they coming to you and you've always gotten out of it, Jay, and you've always delivered in that situation, if that's on KD to figure out what they're doing him because – You've been a point guard and played in the NBA, and you would tell me that being the floor general, you've got to get everybody going and get everybody spaced out to do everything right. Steve Nash is the coach. The ball is in KD's hand at this point. Like he said, he got some good looks. They just didn't fall. He knows that double and triples are coming his way. Yeah. That's on him. And he's got I, I, Kyrie, who was also passive. It was strange. Yeah, but Matt, see, I'm with you on that key, and I rock with you on that because KD will go back and watch film. But th- this is where, this is where I go because KD's one on one. We're talking about him being the best player on the planet, right? So, when you're the best player on the planet, people expect you to carry your squad, right? He hasn't done that in two games, so I, I feel you on the onus of that. But this is where, even with Braun and Frank Vogel, right? It's who's a coach that KD can look at a guy who's a genius in the game and say, I think I have it figured out. But then a coach comes in and says, nah, but here's the counter to their counter, Katie. Here's how you need to see it. So there does need to be somebody who can be additive on the sideline that you can look at. Because when I hear Katie talk, it's almost like, Max, it's a mission of guilt about, yeah, I'm seeing all these different counters, Key, but I don't, you know, I don't know how to counter the counter. If Mike D'Antoni was still on the bench based on a year ago or whatever, is it different, Jay? Because Steve Nash because Steve Nash is so young at a head coach, obviously a Hall of Fame basketball player, but different than a coach. It, do you think it'll be different? I, I think Mike D'Antoni's ability to pivot quickly in games, especially offensively, is so damn unique. That's why there's rumors around if Doc doesn't get it done in Philly. They're going to bring him. That's tied to Harden because of James. In both cases, to me, that's tied. Yeah, but but he D'Antoni. We've seen this in L.A. Key D'Antoni needs buy-in from the guy who's going to be the primary ball handler, right? If that guy totally buys in, KD KD would be KD and Kyrie would buy in to him. Okay, maybe yes, maybe no. They were there with him a year ago. No, they would buy in. But that was Harden. You can tell last year. The, the main thing that made that offense click was Harden as point guard. Remember when Kyrie said, hey, you're the point guard, I'll play off ball? And, and Harden and D'Antoni had that. That's why they're talking about D'Antoni. We're not talking about him going to Brooklyn. and take, We're talking about Philly. That's where Harden is, right? This, while I agree, is a co- – Well, his both- relationship is in Philly with Daryl Morey and everybody, so it's an easier sale because of James Harden. He's not going to replace Steve Nash. But, Max, well, we're not Harden talking about him being a head coach. We're not, no, we're not talking about him being a head coach. It's about having somebody there on that, the sideline. Yeah, that's been there and done it that knows how to make those adjustments. Exactly. That's my 
question to Jay is if he was on the bench with Steve Nash, he could turn to him and say, what do I do? And he could get Some that information. Some kind of experienced former head coach with him. And yeah, as much- one of them, one yeah. of them dudes. Yep. But Max, here's also the problem. Don't you remember at the beginning of the year where Kyrie said, you know, yeah, we don't need a coach? We don't need a coach. Was that this year or last year? I think it was last year. It was last year. Beginning of last year. You're right. Yeah, the pandemic got me all Great confused. Point. But, like, just saying that, right, like, doesn't that speak to some degree about – Well, you, like, need, a coach in, like, you need a coach in, in, in name, but you don't – I understand what Kyrie is saying. We're so good, we can coach ourselves, much like LeBron James don't really need a coach. He can just do it as he did before. Then I'm not trying to hear from Kyrie, Key. Then I'm not trying to hear. Like in uh-huh. other words, in other words, like everything you're saying, Jay, I'm with it because both things, as you say, can be true at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive. KD and Kyrie have to step up, and it would be easier to do that with a better coach, right? Both those things can be true, and I think they probably are. But Kyrie was the one who said what you guys just said. So okay, now get it done, guys. They had a chance to win Game One. Tatum with the layup to to, to beat them, and Game Two they were up. What was it, seventeen? And collapse? Guys, they could be up 2-0. Instead, they're down 0-2, and now you ain't going to lose game three and then win the series. That's out. Watching the game watching the game with Jay last night, I, you know, I'm there by 17. I was like, eh, let's keep talking. I, they're going to win this game. I looked up. I was like, wait a minute, they tie? Well, the thing was, when we were watching the game, because I'm sitting next to Evan, our producer, and we're looking at the box score, I'm like, wait a second. Corin Dragas got 15 in the first half? Like, what, uh, Bruce Brown got nine. He's made... Multiple threes. Yep. So I'm watching KD go to the free throw line. And here's the biggest problem I have with it, Key. Yo, these dudes were no-shows in the second half. KD and Kyrie combined one of 17 yeah. in the second half. KD, zero of 10. Here's something for you, Max. Here's something for you. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, when you think about it, there is a player on their roster, right, when you think about Brooklyn last night, that – Literally scored more points than KD and Kyrie in the second half. Like, and, and you don't even know the player's name. I'm not even going to say his name. He's well, non-existent pretty much. Well, scored more points than KD and Kyrie in the second in half the, for Boston. In the second half. Who is it? Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard oh, for scored Boston. more points. For Boston. For Boston. Yeah, yeah. I Peyton thought, I was Pritchard about the next. scored more points in the second half. Than KD and Kyrie. Did we ever get an explanation on why Kyrie went into the locker room? I think he went in to eat. They showed him on the sideline. Yeah, because of Ramadan. Bananas, it's Ramadan. Yeah. Okay. You know, and by so the way, maybe that, listen, that, that could you, also be a real thing. Yeah. Like, it's not an excuse because he's yeah. choosing to do it and Hakeem balled out. But, like, if you're not eating from sunrise to sundown, that could also affect your energy, you would think. I mean, it's possible. Uh, well, Max, one last thing. Because yeah. I know we have Kerry Kittles and we're going to bring him in. And I want to ask him, too, because he's a – you know, he's a Nets great. I watched him play at Villanova with Steve Lapis and that team. But would you, like, I, I would bring Ben Simmons back right now. You need him more than ever so KD can have his legs on the offensive end and not focus on trying to stop Jason Tatum. So, Kerry, what do you think? Kerry Kittles, former Villanova and Nets guard, of I, I, course, joins us. What's up, Kerry? Okay, okay. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Jay? So, yeah, no, I, I agree, Jay, 100%. I, I think that the addition of Ben Simmons brings a, a different element to, to this series and changes the complexion for, for the Nets. And, and you're right, trying to find ways to, to soften the game for Kevin Durant, trying to find ways of allowing him more space, more energy. I mean, they're talking about trying to drain every bit of energy out of KD 
making him work extremely hard to even get a shot off um, in space. And now he's talking about bringing a, a defender, a long athletic player who can definitely, you know, guard Jalen Brown, you know, Trump, you know, get into to Jason Tatum as well. And so, yeah, I mean, I know he hasn't played since June 20th of last year, but listen, he's 25, 26 years old. He needs to be out there if he's healthy right now. And I don't think game four. I think game three on Saturday. KK, let me let me ask you this: when when you when you hear Kevin Durant at the post game talk about the scheming of how Boston defensively is being physical with him, he's turning, he's facing, he's seeing three players, guys are hedging at him nonstop, trying to get him off his game. Like hearing all those details of how KD ex- is explaining it, in my mind, I go to a place of, well, okay, KD, I know that you're a basketball savant, you and Kyrie are, but like. When does coaching factor into how are, how is Steve Nash helping KD counter all the counters of Ime Udoka of the Boston Celtics? <laughs> You're right about that. I mean, first of all, this series thus far, these first two games remind me of the 90s and, and, and how the court was crowded and how space was difficult to find. And, and, and you know, the triangle offense, you know, credit Phil Jackson, it gave those superstar players the space to operate in the, in the role players and the shooters and the guys that space the court, you know, those guys to know where they are on the court. So when the double team came and when the help came on defense, you know how to make them pay for it. And right now we're seeing the, the Nets being very confused. They're running the same sets they ran throughout the season. And, and even last year with KD trying to get him the ball on the elbow with, with little movement. And you're seeing the defense sitting on his lap and, and that's, and that's just troublesome right now. And so I think, you know, going back home and regrouping, they have to definitely find ways to create space for him. Otherwise, I mean, listen, this defense is the best defense in the league, and this is no fluke, and they're extremely stingy, and it's not going to be easy for Katie to get off those those same shots. Those good looks. Kerry Kittles, former Nets guard with us now, talking Nets and Celtics. Kerry, last year, like, if who's the best player in the world, right? The title's kind of – LeBron was undisputed for a long time. Now it's kind of up for grabs, like there's a debate about it. And last year, the way KD played against the Bucks, you know, Kyrie Irving was out after, what, the second game? And, and Harden was when, – even when he got back, and this was not James Harden, he was hurt. And he still came within a whisker of beating the eventual champ. So I'm thinking, okay, like I know Giannis had a huge finals, but KD's the best player in the world. But doesn't – like is he, in fact? Like doesn't – it wouldn't – if he's the best player in the world, doesn't he have to play better than this in, in this series, like at this moment, can you say KD is the best player in the world? I mean, listen, guys. I mean, would, would Jordan score 35 points in the playoff series if he had two or three guys on him on every possession? I mean, we're, we're asking yeah, a did. lot of – I, I want to see him play better, and he will play better than he has. But come on, guys. Listen, he's got two or three guys on him at every turn. He, he, I mean, how can you score and get off good looks or find a rhythm – when he's used to taking two or three dribbles, staring at one guy, he crosses half court, he's taking those long strides, getting to his sweet spots with all that court space. Of course, KD can be KD, but right now, that's not the case. But can he get you, rid you, of the ball and still be effective using that gravity? He's sucking everyone toward him. You got Kyrie Irving on the team, right? Like, he got to do, you got a crime partner, you got to do something. Yeah, but you know, this it's, it's a team sport. You got to have five guys out there capable of making the defense pay. Otherwise, they're going to key in on you. And so there's going to be one guy in your space, and when you try to dribble, another guy is coming to help. 
And so, yes, you have to have guys like, you know, um, Bruce Brown, you know, do what he does off the, off the ball. You have to have Seth Curry make shots and Goran Dragic last night. You know, but listen, they have to be that way consistently. You can't have KD out there playing the way he's playing and then Kyrie scoring 10 points. That's not going to work against great defensive teams who are committed, right? They are committed to seeing the role players beat them because we know that KD can beat them by himself. And we saw that last year, as you mentioned, in the playoffs. That ain't going to happen in the games of Celtics. The Celtics will lose this series if the role players and others step up in a big way night in and night out. And, of course, KD has to, can't shoot 31% and they're going to win this series. That can't happen. But I'll tell you what, if those role players don't play extremely well, the Nets will not win this series. Kerry Kittle's former Nets guard, former Villanova guard. We'll get into Villanova here in a little bit. Kerry, how confident are you that they could turn things around after going down 0-2 in Boston, but they'll be in Brooklyn on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I'm not too overhyped by how the Celtics played at home. I mean, the Nets were up you know, nine, ten points in, that, in, the, in game two. I mean, it's not like they're getting beat by 30 points in both games and now they're going to go back home and try to really re- regroup. I mean, listen, Boston took care of home court, great. Now let's go home and see how they play in Brooklyn. And they're going to be that same physical team. But I think the Nets will make the right adjustments. And, and listen, I'm hopeful that Simmons can come back or perhaps Aldridge. Someone has to relieve their pressure off the superstars. It takes a collective group, guys. I played against Shaq and Kobe in the finals, and I know what it's like playing against dominant players who can control series, and the, and there's nothing you can really do to slow those guys down. Why? Because you have Derek Fisher out there making threes. Why? Because you have Rick Fox making Tommy shots. Why? Because you have Robert Horry facing the court as a stretch four. If you don't have that, Kobe and Shaq will get double teamed every time. And so I think mm-hmm. the Nets will make the right adjustments, and I think the role players – will play be- even better at home and give those guys a chance to, to play Nets basketball because, <laughs> I mean, the Celtics are the real deal, guys. They are not a fluke Man, team. I, I knew this was going to be a tough series heading into it. Man, I love listening to guys like Kerry Kittle talk about basketball because you just learn so much of the game, Jay. You know, I mean, he knows hoops, man. Look, uh, Kerry, uh, Villanova legend you are. I was hit, hitting up Kyle Lowry. We were talking about this last night. Jay Wright retires out of nowhere, a two-time national champion. What do you, what do you even make of that? Wow, shocked like everyone else in the basketball world to 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 see that happen. Um, I mean, look, guys. I mean, four Final Fours, two championships. You know, he's coached multiple NBA players. You know, I mean, he's taking that program from, you know, a, a very good regional basketball program to a national uh, prominent uh, program. And so, I mean, what else is there for him to accomplish in college basketball? And, I mean, he's taking a team this year to the Final Four with zero NBA players, zero on that roster, and, mm-hmm. and grinding it out, you know, the way he has the last 20 years and, and, and creating that culture that everyone's trying to find out and how to crack the code and emulate in college basketball. Um, you know, Hall of Fame coach now. He's coaching them gold medals now with Popovich and others. So, you know, he's he's worn out right now, and I and I think he will take some time out. Although I do hear the Lakers are backing up the Brinks truck. They are they are trying to get him there. Was, uh, who knows what will happen with that? But I mean, wow! I mean, he's his legacy and what he's created for yes. for our program. Yes, it's amazing. Gary. 
I tried to tell Mr. Williams, and they poo-pooed me. I tried to poo-poo I, it. I, I just said, you, I just said, I said, Lakers, I, I, come on, man. If you can, Kerry's in the business. He played the game. He's seen it, Jay. How could you be so naive and blind? You played the game and you saw this. I, I, Kerry, now, now, that, on, now, now that you've said it, I mean, George, the George Clooney of college basketball in L.A., I'm not mad at that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not nope. mad at that. Man, look, Villanova's great. It's a great place. He makes a lot of money. He runs the whole yeah. thing. But guess what? As I said to you, Jay, outside of Coach K, who flirted with it for a little bit, these dudes are not lifers if something comes along that they've already accomplished yeah. so much. He's won two championships. He's done all that. Now it's like, well, what else? Yep. Babe, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay? And the Lakers' with... job is available you right know, let's now. Let's just do it. Right let's now. Do it, is the Lakers' Gary? job a good job? Like, would you take that job the if Lakers, you could? The Lakers' job with, with full autonomy? You're telling me with the Lakers' job with full autonomy, you're coaching an icon in LeBron. You're going to restructure that entire roster. You know, I won't make any speculation, but, you know, maybe AD, maybe on the blocks. I mean, look. I mean, he's accomplished everything in college basketball for the most part. He's in the Hall of Fame now. What's the next challenge for a guy like Jay Wright? He's 60 years old now, and, and LeBron is looking for leadership, and he's looking for someone who can take the pressure off of him so he can just go out and break these last few records, you know, Kareem's record, and, and maybe try to get himself back in the hunt for, for another title. But, yeah, absolutely. L.A. for Jay Wright at this point makes a lot of sense. And the whispers and the, the grumblings I've been hearing, it just makes sense, Jay, and Let's I, have to agree with I have to agree on this one. Well, Kerry Kittle. KK, the only, the only caveat I would have, KK, is you said with full autonomy. That's give the question. It to him. Kerry we'll Kittle just said a whole lot, guys. A whole lot. KK. Kerry, thank you for jumping on with us this morning. All right, Anytime, guys. Thank you. Guys, a whole Let's lot. Let's go, Lakers. Damn, listen, blew my mind. Listen, we had some other stuff to talk about, but r- right, we're going to get to it. We got to talk about this coming up. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Timberwolves host the Grizzlies, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Kerry Kittles just told us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, that the Lakers are willing to back up the Brinks truck for Jay Wright. More on that next. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Yeah, keep playing that. I mean, I thought today we were going to lead with one of the, or we'd talk a lot about, you know, 
Nets and Celtics. Nets, big 17-point lead. They collapse again twice in a row. Celtics snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Nets down 0-2. Or Chris Middleton's hurt. DeRozan goes for 40. The Bulls not up that series. And now Middleton may be out. What's going to happen there? Or Debo Samuel wants to be be traded. Where's he going to go? But then Jay Wright. Suddenly, it seems, right, like it came out of the blue for me, steps down as Villanova head coach. And earlier in the show, we were talking about it because Woj tweeted out he has no interest in coaching professionally. Okay, that's easy enough. You can just tell that to someone. Woj talks to everyone. He reports it, right? But then we heard other reports from people talking about, like, everyone around him saying the same thing. He doesn't want to coach professionally. And Key is still there going, Eh, come on. <laughs> like, how much? Dude just retires out of the blue. He's 60 years old. He's got road ahead of him. That's not usually how it works. Kerry no, Kittles. He doesn't. No, I mean, let's be honest. Kerry Kittles, former Villanova and Nets guard, moments ago here on KJM. Listen to this. He's worn out right now, and I, and I think he will take some time out. Although I do hear the Lakers are backing up the Brinks truck. They are. They are trying to get him there. It was, uh, who knows what will happen with that? Yes. It, it's amazing. Gary, I tried to tell Mr. Williams, and they poo-pooed me. I tried to poo-poo I, it. I, I just said, you, I just said, I said, Lakers. Like, would you take that job the if Lakers, you could? You're telling me the Lakers job will fall out time. You're coaching an icon in LeBron. You're going to restructure that entire roster. You know, I won't make any speculation, but, you know, maybe AD, maybe on the blocks. I mean, look, I mean, he's accomplished everything in college basketball for the most part. He's in the Hall of Fame now. What's the next challenge for a guy like Jay Wright? He's 60 years old now, and LeBron is looking for leadership, and he's looking for someone who can take the pressure off of him so he can just go out and break these last few records, you know, Kareem's record and maybe try to get himself back in the hunt for, for another title. But, yeah, absolutely. L.A. for Jay Wright at this point makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and you just think about it. He's won a couple championships. You just go back to Billy Donovan at Florida. He had won the championships. He's in the mix all the time. He was one of the top coaches, young gun, you know, whatever the case may be, flirted in and out on whether or not he wanted to go to the NBA because he had accomplished things already at a college level. And this is the same thing for Jay Wright. You know him very well, Jay Will. And just because we don't get the information that we think we're supposed to get when a guy retires doesn't mean that he's not looking or thinking about the next phase of his life coaching professional basketball. If I Like, okay, so he could be a lifer at Villanova. Okay, and win four more NC2A championships. Or you can retire at 60, step down. Your assistant coach that's been with you for a while gets kicked up to that level, so he gets the head coaching job. Now, all of a sudden, you look and scour around, like I asked you earlier, Jay. That's why I asked you how many NBA jobs are available. Mm -hmm. And then when you told me, oh, well, maybe like Atlanta may come available, Sacramento's there, the Lakers there, the Lakers. It makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, the only reason I can see why is because why would you want to coach a team where the players are older than you, you know? Um, that would probably be the only reason but why. But they respect you. <laughs> but they respect you because you've done it and you got skins on the wall, although it's at the college level, you're likable. They respect you. Well, they probably done messed around with you in some USA basketball something. First well, of all, guys, basketball. guys yeah. you know if 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 they were are ba- trying to ba- back up the Brinks truck for Jay Wright, LeBron had to have signed off on that, right? I mean, like you know. So once you know LeBron is bought in and wants that guy, Jay, uh, Jay, I think it's a great look. 
The whole question is, is the Lakers' job a good one or not? Well, right now it's a bad one, but it could be a good one. You got LeBron. You got AD. You, you, it's you, a good come on. one. It's a, gr- it's a great job. It's the Lakers' head coaching job. As, you have LeBron James. As long as you have autonomy. Like, if you're Jay Wright, if, if, that, if, if that's going to be the thing that you want to do, I understand he could back up the Brinks truck. As long as you know who is actually making decisions. But, Bubba, that's you, important. Know, you know he ain't taking no job with nobody if he doesn't have full autonomy, something he had in college. No great coaches all of a sudden going to settle and go, oh, well, okay, you've done a great job putting the roster together. Never going to do that, Jay. Well, let me ask you this. If the 76ers get bounced in the next round by the Miami Heat, what's a better job for him? Would you take the 76ers job or would you take the Lakers job? What if the 76ers want Uh, D'Antoni? No, but that's not the question, though, Max. The question is if the 76 job becomes available and it is both for them, right? Mm-hmm. It becomes a Philadelphia versus Laker thing. I'm used to Philly. It's a good job. I think, personally, it would probably still be the Lakers, and I'm not saying that as a homer. I just think now your expectations is so much different in Philadelphia than it would be in L.A. because everybody knows that you're reshaping the roster in L.A. LA. and you're not in Philly. Yeah, and if you sign James Harden to that max deal, you're not sure what James Harden you're getting with and how much buy-in he's going to have on that if they choose you and that's Joel Embiid making that decision over James Harden instead of a Mike D'Antoni. I'm leaning towards the Lakers, too. And And it's LeBron James. And to answer your question, Max, Mm -hmm. if they get rid of Doc Rivers, they're going to get rid of Doc Rivers for Mike D'Antoni, not Jay Wright, because Jay Wright's turned him down already a couple times. So I'm look, I'm thinking about even if it did come down to Sixers and the Lakers and look at the Sixers roster and Daryl Morey as GM and all those things, <clears throat> here's the other thing you have to take into consideration. This is a real thing. L.A. versus Philly. Philly's a great town. Lifestyle. It's not Los Angeles. Yeah. Los Angeles is a great <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> place to live. It has a built-in advantage of being on the Pacific Ocean and having perfect weather. There is no other major American city. I mean, you have Miami, I unless, guess. Unless he just, you know, some, some coaches don't like L.A., though. Because, you know, unless he like, and I don't know him. I know him, but I don't know him well enough to know where he wants to live. You know, yeah. certain coaches, you know how it is. Max, you live in L.A. It's a different, it's different. It, it's, it's, does he want to take on the Hollywood world that he would be dropped into opposed to Philadelphia so that's the- like the, 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 uh, Grind, yeah, and, and which he's used Philly. to. But think about it, Key, along the lines of what you said. What motivates a college coach who can make all the money in the world at college, who's already done it, to do something new, to tackle, you know, to go into the next frontier, right? Well, if you're 60 years old, you've done everything you can do on the college level, on the East Coast, then to take over the most glam that's one of the most glamorous jobs in sports. Period. I would do it. You ain't got to convince me. Yeah, right. Yeah, but but I, I, I'm, Max, I'm saying it, Key, because yes. sometimes you feel like I feel like you think that if you're touting L.A., it sounds too much like homerism. But what I, well, so I'm I, saying I, is, I someone who's lived on both sometimes. coasts for a long time. <laughs> Look, I, I do feel that way sometimes because it is true. But yeah, I, Jay, man. Look, I, I think LeBron, like Max said, would have signed off on it already, or, or is going to sign off on it if that if that is something that they're going to do. But besides that, he's a good basketball coach yeah, and a good basketball yeah. mind. And when you got well, a good mind and a good basketball coach, players want to play for that. 
Well, so I was going to say this. I played USA Basketball with Jay Wright for two years. He's been on the USA Basketball staff with Greg Popovich for a long-ass time. And his greatest attribute is exactly that, Key. Like, he's a coach. He's a player's coach. Like, you feel like you can rap with him about anything. He can talk your language and X's and O's. He's a genius. Here's the thing if you're the Lakers, though. Like we talk about this from Jay Wright. If he wants that job, if you're the Lakers and LeBron James says, I want him, you better go get him. Because you want LeBron James to end his career in L.A. And that, Max, he has his, extens- his extension coming up. Like, that's a big-time decision for him about who's in place to secure him ending his career in L.A. We're going to continue this conversation next. I mean, I, there's, Let's no, go Lakers. there's no getting off this one. <laughs> Rep versus Man. reality will have to wait. Will Jay Wright jump to the NBA? Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, guys, Jerry West is not happy about HBO's Winning Time. And I got to tell you, I've been watching Winning Time. I also read the book. The reason Winning Time was made into a series is because the guy who created it heard me talking about it on the radio in L.A. back in the day, Key, because I thought I thought Showtime, like the championship Lakers, the book by uh, um, Perlman, was so fun to read. I had to talk about it. And I don't. I, I know Jerry West is mad about the depiction. So is Kareem. This and that. So is Magic Key. This thing is so entertaining. But Jerry West is mad. Like they they kind of intimated that he's thinking about a lawsuit here. Nobody's ever happy when a movie is made about it, but they decide off on it because mm. it just you know it, it. It sometimes it may. I hadn't seen it yet. I'm waiting to one day I could just sit down and binge watch every episode. But you got to feel. You got to understand where he's coming from and feel for him because he doesn't want to be uh, put in a bad light. You know, it just you, you you look at it. Magic hadn't seen it, won't see it. Kareem's not happy with it because you know it's their lives and they don't want people just out there putting stuff together. Even though we think it's entertainment, they don't like it. Well, you know what the problem is though with this Max. So it's like whenever stuff comes out, like even though you know that it's not real, right? Like they're obviously taking it up another notch for entertainment purposes, but people conflate that with what happened in reality. Yes. Right? So when people think that's actually what happens because they don't do research on what really occurred back then, people randomly stop you in the street and ask you about stuff. It's like when Key and I joke around like about certain things and we keep that joke going, people be like, yo, did that really happen? I'm like, nah, man, that was a joke. But people hear it so much they think it's real. It's just like the Justin Bieber thing with me. Exactly. Everybody got their own stories about exactly what happened. If you want to know, come to me and I'll tell you what happened. Opposed to somebody else because they get it in TMZ or they get it somewhere. Oh, just, that's what. No, man. Let me tell you something. No. And if I think a, that's if, the way Jerry West is, Magic is in the cap. If there was a show on HBO or someplace like that where, where on Your Life Key or Your Life Jay, and you guys could tell me, man, that never happened. This never happened. But it was as entertaining as this show. I would watch yeah. that thing every time, every episode. Just entertain me, damn it. It never happened, Max. 
<laughs> never that happened. never happened. Nah. I never went there. I'm telling you all these stories that happened that never happened. Oh, it's so good. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, as soon as I hear the opening music, I'm so ready. Follow the cheese, Max. That's what we <laughs> winning do. Winning time. Especially when the Lakers are losing. It's so nice to put on winning time. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Carrie Kittles, former Villanova and Nets guard with us now. Villanova legend Jay Wright retires. What do you even make of that? I mean, he's accomplished everything in college basketball for the most part. He's in the Hall of Fame now. What's the next challenge? L.A. for Jay Wright at this point makes a lot of sense. I tried to tell Mr. Williams, and they poo-pooed me. I tried to poo-poo it. How could you be so naive and blind? You played the game and you saw this. Gary, now now that you said it. It just makes sense, Jay. Guys, a whole lot. Let's go, Lakers. Listen up. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. I, I want to go through this quickly because we have Seth Greenberg here with us. So much is happening. Okay, let's talk about Jay Wright. Jay Wright retires out of the blue. No more Jay Wright at Villanova. What's going on? Woj tweeted yesterday, significant NBA interest in Jay Wright through the years. Sources tell ESPN that his intention is, intention is to retire from coaching, not only Villanova. Those who've talked to Wright don't believe the NBA holds appeal to him, not now or in the future. Okay. Now, our first reaction here on this show, Key's like, eh, you know how this goes. I said, it's easy enough just to tell a guy that, and then he reports it. Doesn't mean it's true. Usually there's more than meets the eye. But okay, let's see. Kerry Kittles comes on, former Nets and Villanova guard, moments ago on KJM on this very program, and said this. He's worn out right now, and I, and I think he will take some time out. Although I do hear the Lakers are backing up the Brinks truck. They are... They are trying to get him there. uh, Who knows what will happen with that? And LeBron is looking for leadership, and he's looking for someone who can take the pressure off of him so he can just go out and break these last few records, you know, Kareem's record, and maybe try to get himself back in the hunt for for another title. But, yeah, absolutely. L.A. for Jay Wright at this point makes a lot of sense. Okay. Seth Greenberg, ESPN basketball analyst, joins us giving the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Coach, good morning. Good morning. Uh, not happening. Uh, think no. about what Jay Wright's been through the last two years, all right? A COVID season, the Olympics, which he told me was the most pressure he's ever been under in coaching, 
you think about they lost that first game mm. overseas to try to get that gold medal. He said most pressures ever felt like every single game was relief. There was no there was no joy until the very end. Getting to the Final Four, now with the NIL and with the transfer portal, that program's built on culture. That program is built at Villanova on playing for those who played before you. Uh, maintaining the program through one and done, he was able to do. Maintaining it in this culture of college basketball, I don't think he, he's able to do it. He is exhausted. I don't see him moving to the NBA. I think at 60 years old, what more does he have to prove? I think he's comfortable in his own skin. I don't think he makes that move. I think he had a chance to experience it with the Olympics. I don't think he's doing it. SG, Yo. if there was a number out there that you think would help him do it, <laughs> what number do you think that is? Hey, you know, I don't want to Play speak the for him. I, game I, I like, like, look, money, money speaks, but, I mean, it's not like over the last 10 years. Like, Jay Wright, a guy that has very few problems, one of the fewest yeah. problems he has is money. And he can say, well, yeah, everyone always wants more money. Like, he has more money than he can spend the rest of his life. His kids are taken care of. I mean, his quality of life, I think he looks at it. And I did a one-on-one sit-down with him right before the Final Four. I went down to Philadelphia, and we're close. And my daughter played volleyball at Villanova. I mean, he's been a friend for too long. I don't want to age myself. Or him. I mean, he's 60 years old. Uh, Just aged him. And the first thing he said to me was, if you even ever think about getting back to coaching, you're insane. It's crazy out there. Crazy. And I think he takes a step back and says, you know what? What more can I do? Do I have to prove that I can coach you? You just NBA? said, yeah, you said, what more does he have to prove? Well, I, the, the final frontier, he the NBA he, for he the doesn't Lakers. Have to, he doesn't have to validate his career. He doesn't have he's to, but he might want to. I, I, I can see him wanting to take a step back. He was exhausted. Like, he was exhausted gotcha. uh, when I was in Philadelphia at that time. Exhausted. No, Seth, it, there's no question that coaching wears on you guys, right? It, it wears your ass out recruiting uh, not seeing your family at certain times, traveling, sure. all of those. There's no question about it. But my belief is coaches don't have anything to prove except I haven't done it on a certain level. Yeah, yeah. the Olympics, but the Olympics is not the NBA. It's the Olympics. Yeah. Having an opportunity, like Gary Kittle said, to explore the Los Angeles Lakers and coach a guy like LeBron James that you have a relationship with, it's not far-fetched to think just because we don't know his intentions today doesn't mean that the back room doesn't know, such as the Lakers and his people aren't figuring out what makes the most sense. That's all we're trying to yeah, get at. I, I, okay, I agree with you, but knowing Jay the way I know Jay, he's not going to come out and say something just to say it, to get people off his back and, to, you know, like a misdirection play. That's not who he is. And, like, the amount of money – like, Jay Wright is the most genuine dude uh, I know. Like, what you see is what you get. Uh, there's no mm-hmm. hidden agendas with so What would he get to be coach of the Lakers? <laughs> what, well, look, what would he, he see? Look, he well, could well, probably get whatever he wants. I got a question. Jay Will, you just said, I, I, I see it every day. The Lakers, it's a bad job. Does he want to deal with a bad job? Is it Seth, a bad that, job? Seth, I'm on your side on this, Seth. But is it really, truly, Seth, from, the bad from, job? From the it's beginning, a, Seth, of this whole conversation yep. this morning, I said, I don't see yep. it happening. I hear you. Kerry said that, and then it led to a conversation. Sure. But you, know, I, I'm, you talk about culture, Seth. Yep. So when you got guys like Colin Gillespie, Ryan Archidiakino, yep. Jalen Brunson, guys yep. who lead your culture that way, you're going to leave Camelot of college basketball 
To go deal with the chaos in L.A.? <laughs> to go deal I, I with the player lie. who's created more winning cultures than anyone since who, MJ or Bill Russell? or I mean, I mean yeah, like, everywhere Max, LeBron goes, he won a championship. What about his sexy. roster? The, what? And, and you can't build a roster around LeBron and A.D.? First of all, LeBron's not going to be there forever. Secondly, you're coaching 82 games, which I think would be absolutely exhausting coming off everything he's gone through over the last three years. Uh, with with the pressure of the expectation of L.A., with the pressure of, like, that's not a quick fix. I hate to tell you, but the Lakers are not a quick fix because LeBron is LeBron. But you know what? LeBron is LeBron, too. Like, LeBron is is LeBron phenomenal? Yeah, but you also got to deal with LeBron. Mm -hmm. You You got to deal with everything that comes around with LeBron, and he doesn't do anything or anything without a purpose. Yes or no, Key? Yes or no, Jay Will? No, you're right. You're 100% right, Seth. But let me ask you this question. At the height of your coaching career as a college coach, do, doing well, winning, whatever the case may be, and a NBA team like the Lakers came to you and they asked you, Seth, hey, you know, we got this opportunity for you. We want you to explore it and, and come and join forces with us. What would you do? Look, I'm not Jay Wright. I, I, I you know, like to me, I, I don't know. You, I don't know what he. Seth Greenberg, what would you do? Well, I've been out of it for ten years. I'm energized. Let's go, baby. Salt and pepper. Let's go. We're taking our act to L.A. <laughs> Coach, you know, Key says a, a, a team like the Lakers. There is no team like the Lakers. Lakers are the number one brand by so much in the history of world you know basketball. The it's embarrassing. You know the, the Lakers. Yeah, that's great. You know the team that would interest him? If, if Memphis. Any? No, it would Who? be the Sixers because he's a Philly guy. Right, okay. I mean, look, he, he looks like he fits through in L.A., through, but the dude is a Philly guy. All right, maybe it's the Sixers. Well, You heard it from well, Seth Greenberg. So now, now, now you guys, Jay I'm going to leave, leave, and you're going to say that, that Doc's going to the Lakers and then Jay Wright's going to the Sixers. There you go. My work is you done. Said, Seth <laughs> Greenberg, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Seth, 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 Seth. if Jeannie Buss calls you, Give me the call, please. I'm ready to go. The bags are Genie, coach go. is ready. I got, I got the whole Williams ESPN family basketball analyst, <laughs> head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Thanks, coach. Thanks, KJM so mock draft continues next. It's energized. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.